Welcome to Mindfulness Coaching for Female Minority Physicians. I'm your host, Sogol Palawan, MD, aka Dr. Sogol. This is a podcast for female minority physicians that are ready to embark on an inner journey of self-fulfillment, to find joy by connecting to the present moment. In this podcast, you will learn to fully take back responsibility of your life by reclaiming your power and committing to being your most authentic self. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. I am so excited for recording and launching my first podcast. March is actually my birthday month, so I promised myself for my 45th birthday that I would start a podcast. So here we are, and I hope y'all enjoy it. I wanted to start by sharing my personal story, which is very relevant to the creation of this podcast. I wanted to share my journey and a little bit details about my journey and where I stood a year ago and where I stand now. So pretty quickly, I was born in Tehran, Iran. I immigrated to the U.S., which is basically in Houston, Texas, at the age of 10. I completed all of my undergrad, med school, residency training, and all that kind of stuff in Houston. And so I considered myself a Houstonian. I'm a board-certified pediatrician. I practice with my sister. She's also a pediatrician. We're managing partners in about a mid-sized practice in East Houston that's serving the low-income Hispanic community, and we love that community. I have an amazing supporting husband of 20 years. I have three incredible children that are 12, 14, 16, so preteens and teens. Shout out to the moms with those preteens and teens keeping us on our toes all the time. Uh, my parents live about five in a five mile radius. Uh, and also my sister does too. So needless to say, I have so much love, so much support, encouragement and connection in my life, right? I often joke that I'm the poster child for checking off the boxes. I'm healthy. I've got a solid education. I'm married. I have kids. I have a wonderful family. I own a home. I own my cars. My Our finances are solid. And we have a great group of small friends that we lean on and we have fun with. So there is absolutely no reason I should feel anything but fulfillment, love, joy, peace, and to be beyond blessed and thankful, right? Yet at the age of 40, I felt off. I felt not fulfilled. I felt what I label it now as just fatigue. I was tired all the time, right? I was dragging, had no energy, and I had no drive. But I couldn't figure out why. I had everything and even more, right? If you looked at my life from the outside, you said, She's got a great family. She seems happy. She's got this thriving blip business. She's going out. You know, my Instagram page, my social media page did not reflect anything that I felt inside, which is so true for so many people. So I felt blessed, thankful from the outside. But with this fatigue, my mind could only go one place. I was a physician. So I used my physician brain and I was like, okay, guys, that's it. I know it's chronic fatigue, differential diagnosis. Number one, I've got leukemia. This is the part in my life where I've reached all my goals. I've worked really hard. I've created this world for myself. And this is the part that the universe, God, whatever higher power you believe in it has, is going to throw me curveball. And that curveball is going to be cancer. 
And so this is the part of my life where I have to slow down. I have to really embrace suffering and, and see what comes out of it. And, you know, we go back, our brain goes back to the, the common phenomenal, like this life is way too good to be true. Right. So there has something's not right. Something's got an end with this. Right. And I thought that end was my presumed diagnosis of cancer. And so like most physician, God forbid, I seek out and go to my primary care or I seek the specialist. I took matters into my own hand. How many of us do that? Like all, right? So I use my staff to do a completely multi-million dollar workup. I went to PubMed. I, I'm a pediatrician. So I know don't I know some basics about adult medicine, but obviously not enough. So, so I opened up my laptop, went to PubMed, went to up to date, all these different things, and I searched and I came up with a differential diagnosis, hoping that hey, maybe it's my just thyroid, right? Maybe it's a thyroid problem. And I looked up a lot of weird rheumatological diseases and, of course, cancer, right? Because I was convinced I had leukemia. I used my nurses and my staff to draw the blood, and a couple of weeks after waiting for an anticipation, all the labs came back absolutely stone cold normal. So at that point, super ecstatic, awesome. I don't have a diagnosis of cancer yet. My CBC is stone cold normal. Everything else is normal, happy. But then when it sunk in again and that continued feeling of fatigue came up, I really started to get like really frustrated and really irritable. I couldn't find out the answer. I'd done everything I can, but there was no answer. So I just kind of lived in the fatigue. I continued with the same routines, same patterns, same beliefs and same behavior. And then I just kind of diagnosed myself. I said, okay, well, this is okay. This is chronic fatigue unspecified, R53.82. That's what I stamped on my chart. And I said, you know what? I think this is just midlife, right? I was a working professional mom. I was juggling my own business. So I had the stresses of being an entrepreneur and dealing and managing staff and delegating and dealing with the insurance companies, which is oh so fun for those that do that. I was juggling a family, three kids, three super active family, and I was just trying to hold it all together, right? And so I said, hey, I think this is just midlife. This is just how women feel during midlife. I really need to suck it up and I need to start complaining. And this is just the way my energy level is going to be in your 40s. Welcome to your 40s. So I did. I kind of talked myself into it. Okay, well, we're just going to have to live with this kind of lack of energy. And I continued again with the same routines, same patterns, same beliefs, and same behaviors. But the fatigue got more unbearable. It was relentless. So I tweaked some stuff around. I optimized my sleep. I lo- I've always loved sleeping. So that's something that I don't usually give up. So I would go to bed for 12 hours and I would wake up the same day groggy like post-call. If I could explain my fatigue to you, it would be post-call. So groggy, cloudy, just tired. So then I went and I cut my hours at work. I was working for four or five days a week and I cut it down to three, four days, depending on the week. I'm still tired. Didn't make a difference. I took on less projects and I listened and I delegated more at work. Nope. 
still drained. Then I went to my kids and I limited their kids' activities. I said, listen, mommy's in midlife. Mommy doesn't have energy. So let's cut out some activities. They were understanding and we did. But still, I was plagued with fatigue. Anything I did, any changes I made, nothing worked. I was still haunted and submerged in this darkness, in this post-call groggy fatigue, lack of energy. So y'all, this went on for two years. And I swear, during those two years, I checked my CBC like three to four times because I wanted to make sure that I didn't have leukemia. And maybe there's some weird type of like cancer out there that doesn't initially reveal itself on a CBC, but then like creeps up later. And I was convinced that I had something. Again, to your surprise, cold, stone cold normal. CBC was stone cold normal. So my breaking point was sitting at the kitchen table during one of our family meals. We're pretty strict on having family dinners every night. And even if it's like a five minute, 10 minute, come together, eat dinner, uh, bond, engaged, and then kind of go about your, your whatever task that you have for the evening. We're sitting at the table. I think the com, I don't even remember what the conversation was about. I think it was about like the new puppy that we'd gotten. And I was complaining about like, great, now we have this fourth child that I have to take care of and do this for. So my youngest daughter, she is, was 11 at the time. She is full of life, full of joy, super kind, very attuned little girl. She turns around amidst the talking of the puppy talk. And she says, mom, how come I never see you smile? It's like, you don't have any love in your body. So I'm going to repeat that again. Mom, how come I never see you smile? It's like, you don't have any love in your body. So I just sat paralyzed because this is not, this, this is my sweet, kind, loving daughter, right? I couldn't believe the words that came out of her mouth. I was completely shocked and stunned. So at that point, I was facing a fork in the road. My natural tendency, my reaction was to rage, right? Start yelling at her, defend my ego, scold her, lecture with my words, and probably storm off, not finish my meal, go to my room, and just sit in anger. But something shifted in me, and I listened. I tuned in and I said, maybe I can pause instead of being so reactive. Maybe I can pause. Maybe I can listen instead of talking. Maybe I can reflect and maybe just maybe if I allow myself, I can accept those words for what they are. As bestselling author Brian Grant says most eloquently, our children can be our greatest teachers if we are humble enough to receive their lessons. Those are pretty hard words for parents to swallow, right? I tend as a pediatrician give lots of our training is just anticipatory advice and preventative care. And I can count so many times where I've turned to parents and said, you know, I think you should listen to your daughter. I think you should listen to your son. I think they've got wisdom. But when I wanted to use that same advice for myself, no way, no way was I going to go there. I was a pediatrician, right? I was supposed to know any, everything. So I, I can't explain why I chose to listen and to pause, but I did. 
for the first time in my life, I chose to pause. Now, for a lot of you, pausing seems natural. Like you work, 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 and then there should be a break. You should take a vacation. You should, you know, do something for yourself. You should read a book. You should get, get a manicure, whatever that pause is for you. What does pausing do? It allows you to replenish your energy, to restore your strength, to like revitalize, revitalize and rejuvenate. But for me, for those people that know me, I am a type A competitive, controlling workaholic, right? That's how I could run a business, have three kids, be pregnant while setting up a business and then having a family and hanging out with the friends, right? You had to be workaholic. There's not enough hours in the day. So pause at this point in my life translated into seize, halt, abandon, and end. I had functioned literally my entire life meticulously planning, extending, reaching, grinding, and achieving. I had nourished and I had measured my self-worth based on two things. My self-worth was connected to number one, my productivity, and not just some productivity. The higher the level, the better the self-worth. The higher the intensity of my productivity, then the better the self-worth. And number two, my self-worth was based on my results, not only my goals, but the results from those goals. So achieving and overachieving. And these are all goals that are external goals outside of me. Degrees, collecting accolades, awards, seats on different boards, seats on committees, conferences, talks. So these were all external validation and affirmation for me. That's how it operated for 40 years of my life. That was the norm for me. So to pause was to be weak. To pause was to surrender to the unknown, to the uncertainty. To pause was to quit. Worse, it was to fail. And honestly, y'all might think that I am completely being dramatic about this, but I'm not. To pause for me was a death sentence. It was a life imprisoned, but imprisoned within myself and my mind. God forbid I sit down one second alone in stillness, in peace with myself and my thoughts and my mind and my feeling. But what I didn't realize all along is that I had been living and standing stagnant in the prison of my unconscious thoughts, my limiting beliefs. I was controlled by my primitive brain. I had lost control of who I truly am. I'd given my power away to the conditioned thinking, learning, to society, society's expectation, to all those things that are external, those external demands, right, outside of you. So my chronic fatigue, this post-call fatigue, it didn't require a multi-million dollar workup. It didn't require drawing, you know, five to 10 tubes of blood. It didn't require going to 10 different subspecialists. What it required for me was to be present with myself, with my thoughts and my feelings. 
it required me to stop avoiding running, reacting, dodging, and hiding. It required me to find my true self again, to become aware of my unconscious thoughts, to identify my feelings. How do I feel today? Feelings was a completely foreign language for me. Like feelings was weak. We, we, we don't feel, we just do, right? Because when we do, we get things. And when we feel, well, that's kind of scary, depending on the feeling. I needed to connect with my feelings, identify them, connect with them, to accept myself, whatever that feeling was, to accept myself without any self-judgments, that self-loathing, right? That inner critic that they talk about all the time. And I needed to acknowledge acknowledge my self-worth detached from all these beautiful things that I had created outside of me. That is what my authentic self was craving for. So I had to make a shift, right? I had to pivot. I had to change. And I actually chose the word pivot as my 2020 word. Thank you, COVID. In as all of us have with COVID and those that are even in private practice, we had to make significant shifts to our lives, to our relationships, to our businesses. And for me, that shift in my career and that in my clinic per se was came really natural. We operated at a very lean, high functioning level. And for the past 10 years, I've had my practice for 13 years now. And we've always had the mindset that we are going to be as good as the large healthcare systems and even better because we have autonomy and we're able to make those shifts and changes and we're able to be more innovative and forward thinking. So that shift was so easy and so natural for me. But then when it came to me, myself and my personal life, it was terrifying, right? The uncertainty was terrifying. Making those adjustments and making that change and thinking differently and operating different was not an easy task. It's very uncomfortable. So I realized that my personal pivot required a practice of mindful living. No longer should I follow the mindless, habitual pattern lifestyle that I had for the past 40 years. I mean, I could follow it, right? But then I would be in that post-call groggy feeling. And I personally chose pediatrics outpatient because I never, ever wanted to be on call ever again in my life. So my care plan was clear. It was two words summarized into a simple prescription, a daily dose of awareness with acceptance, a daily dose of awareness with acceptance. So this is where I began my inner journey towards self-reflection self-discovery, self-fulfillment, and healing. And this is what I'm going to talk about on my podcast moving forward and the concepts that I use and the tools that I use and the lessons that I learned and sharing those experiences. So if my words resonate at all with you, then I ask you to join me in this podcast and I'll share all the details and trials and tribulations of my journey, unfiltered and raw. And if I sound totally cray cray and this makes absolutely no sense to you, then no problem. You don't have to follow me. Are you ready to connect with your authentic self and transform your life with mindful living? 
email me at palabonsogol at gmail.com to set up a discovery call for your mindfulness coaching. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast to learn more tools and resources. See you all next week.